Okay, family, are you hungry this morning? Well, I sure hope you are, because this is Michelle with breakfast. Or maybe it's lunch for you, and then maybe it's dinner. I don't know what time of day, morning or night, that you're hearing the podcast, but this is Michelle with Mornings with Michelle. And we're continuing our study on the book of Esther. On the book of Esther, there are principal players in the book of Esther, whose names I want you to remember, because as this story unfolds, it does so like an incredible uh, suspense novel, a nom- nom- oh, so boy, it's early, excuse me, a novel that's full of mystery and intrigue and drama and uh, victory at the end. But there are principal players that you need to know the names of because you'll hear those names again and again. The first two names that appear in the book from chapter one are King, the King. At that time, the King's name was Ahasuerus. And his wife, the Queen, was Queen Vasti, or Vasti, whichever way you care to pronounce it. Either way is okay with me. Uh, She's not around to correct you, so that'll make it right. And then, of course, there is a guy by the name of Haman. That's a name you'll want to remember because he's the villain in this this story in the book of Esther. And then there's Mordecai. Uh, He's the hero. And then there's Esther, of course. Esther is the heroine. She's the one that God uses in an incredible and wonderful, miraculous even way. So, and of course, there are all the other players whose names you probably may hear more than once, but you'll probably forget. But as long as you remember the name of the king, what was his name again? Did you remember that? Oh, yeah, you're right. Ahasuerus. And Queen Vasti, there is Haman, there is Esther, there is Mordecai, and um, all the other players that are in the book. Now, these are important facts about the book of Esther that you want to remember. This book is only one of two in the Bible that has the name of a woman. Can you guess the name of the other book? If you said Ruth, you would be right. Okay, very good. And then there's another thing, another notable fact about the book of Esther. The name of God is not mentioned, not one single time. Now, I mentioned this to you before, and it's amazing because to me, that speaks of the fact that the word of God said, Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. And if a light is hidden under a bushel, it can't be seen. But it's meant that that light sit on a hilltop somewhere high where you can see it. And in the natural, have you ever discovered how you can take a lamp and you can sit it up high on the top of a pedestal or on top of a shelf and the light will spread out over the whole entire room. But if you sit it down on the floor, It only covers a small floor space. 
So, let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify the God of heaven. That's what we're admonished to do as believers. Let your light shine. There's something about a light, however, it doesn't have to say, I'm a light, I'm a light, I'm a light. Look at me, look at me, look at me. No, it just has to do its work. And that's to light up the room, to shed light on a path, to give that clarity to the darkness that's around and causing that darkness to disperse and go away. Okay, so that's what you're going to see here in the book of Esther. You're going to see light shining in the midst of darkness. You're going to see providence, the providence of God. You're going to see God working everything out in a supernatural way as he takes the times, the events, and the circumstances to produce the good that he wants to produce out of Esther's life, out of Mordecai's life and how he defeats the enemy of God in ways that, well, you just got to stay tuned if you want to learn more. Okay, well, that's what we have in the book of Esther. Hang with me and we're going to get some good food this morning. God bless you. I'll see you real soon. This is Michelle with Mornings with Michelle. And we're talking about the book of Esther. Continuing our reading from the book of Esther. Esther chapter 2. After these things, when the wrath of King Ahasuerus was appeased, he remembered Vasti and what she had done and what was decreed against her. Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, let there be fair young virgins brought for the king. And let the king appoint officers in all the provinces of his kingdom, that they may gather together all the fair young virgins unto Shushan, the palace, to the house of the women, unto the custody of Heji, the king's chamberlain, keeper of the woman, and let their things for purification be given there. And let the maiden which pleaseth the Lord, correction, let the maiden which pleaseth the king be queen instead of Vasti. And that thing pleased the king, and he did so. Verse 5. I made a correction, but it just turned out that it was the maiden that pleased the Lord that was chosen to be queen instead of Vasti. Getting ahead of myself. Now, verse 5. Now in Shushim, the palace, there was a certain Jew 
whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish, a Benjamite, who had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captivity, which had been carried away with Jeconiah, king of Judah, when Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. And he brought up Hadassah, that is, Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother, and the maid was fair and beautiful, whom Mordecai, when her father and mother were dead, took for his own daughter. So here we've been introduced to Hadassah, whose name is Esther. She was carried into, away from, um, during the Babylonian captivity, where the Jews were carried away after Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, came and, well, you got to read your Bible to know this history, came and took the Jewish people into captivity. Okay, so she was without father and mother. She was an orphan. And her cousin, um, her cousin adopted her and raised her after her parents were dead. And her cousin's name was Mordecai. Verse 8, it came to pass when the king's commandment and his decree was heard, and when many maidens were gathered together unto Shushan, the palace to the custody of Hegai, that Esther was brought also into the king's house to the custody of Hegal, keeper of the women. And the maid pleased him, and she obtained kindness of him. And he speedily gave her her things for purification with such things as belonged to her. And seven maidens which were meet to be given her out of the king's house. And he preferred her and her maids unto the best place of the house of the women. Wow, let me stop for a minute because what we have here is a setup. So Esther is one of the virgins that's brought to the king's, um, at the king's command, gathered together in the place, in the palace, where the king gets to choose who he wants for his queen. And immediately Esther finds favor. She finds favor with the person in charge. She's given seven maidens of her own. She's given everything that she needs for this time period. And she's placed in the best pet place in the house of the women. Wow, that's favor. That's favor. So Esther had not showed her people nor her kindred. This is verse 10. She had not showed her people nor her kindred. She never told anybody that she was Jewish. She kept that a secret. For Mordecai had charged her that she should not show it. And Mordecai walked every day before the court of the women's house to know how Esther did 
and what should be become of her. Of course, this is his one, his, he raised her, he cared for her, he wanted to make sure she was okay. And I'm sure he was praying. Now, when every maid's turn was come to go into the king, Ahasuerus, after that she had been 12 months, according to the manner of women, for so were the days of the purification accomplished, to wit, six months with oil of myrrh, and six months with sweet odors, and with other things for the purifying of the women. Then thus came every maiden unto the king. Whatsoever she desired was given her to go with her out of the house of the women, unto the king's house. So you think the bachelor is entertaining. You should read the book of Esther. It's much more entertaining, okay? So just listen to what's going on here because it is deep. In the evening she went, and on the morrow she returned into the second house of the women to the custody of Shahazgaz, the king's chamberlain which kept the concubines. She came into the king no more, except the king delighted in her. So if she didn't get a rose, she didn't get to come back. All right, I'm being coy, but let's bring this up to date. This is what's happening here. The king is trying to find himself a queen, and he has uh, uh, 400, about 400 women that he's choosing from. 400, I said, not 25. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, that we don't live in this day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise be to God. Okay. Let me, I, I digress. And <laughs> that she were called by name. So she didn't come back in. She didn't get a rose. If she didn't get a rose, she couldn't come back. If he did not call her by her name. Now, when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abi, Abi Ithiel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her for his daughter, was come to go in unto the king, she required nothing but what Haggai, the king's chamberlain, the keeper of the women, appointed. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. Now, ladies, this is what I want you to do. When you hear this word, I want you to dig deep into it because the Bible says she obtained, Esther obtained favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. Why? Why does she obtain favor? We know she was beautiful. She was fair to look upon. She was a beautiful woman, beautiful and fair, according to the scriptures. But there was more to it than that. She had the favor of God upon her life. She was a Jewish princess in disguise because she never disclosed her heritage. But there she was, looked upon with favor. She was beautiful. In the sight of everyone, she looked great. Verse 16. So Esther was taken into King Ahasuerus into his house, royal, house royal, in the 10th month, 
which is the month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther above all the women. She got the most, the first impression rose. Yes, she did. And she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vasti. So she got the crown. She was the one that was chosen by the king because when he looked at her, he fell in love. It was love at first sight. Ladies, listen. God has what you need. He has who you need. He knows all about you. All he wants you to do is to be his daughter in love with him, making God your husband, not trying to let yourself be picked and chosen all over again by man after man after man. No, 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 no. Time out for that. Time to stay holy and righteous and clean and ready and prepared for God is preparing you for someone that he's preparing for, that he's preparing you for that someone and he's preparing that someone for you. Okay, he's preparing you. Remember that song? He is preparing me. I don't know the words of the song. Yes, for something I'm not ready for right now, but God is preparing me. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I just made my own song there. Okay. God is preparing you for something that you're not ready for yet because you're still in the preparation stage. Just get ready. Uh, T.D. Jakes, you want to step in here and say that again? Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Okay. Get ready, people. God's got something prepared for you. Amen. So Esther was taken <laughs> unto King Ahasuerus into his house royal in the 10th month, which is the month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther. This is a love story above all the women. Ladies, you hear that? And she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vasti. Then the king made a great feast unto all his princes and his servants, even Esther's feast. And he made a release to the provinces and gave gifts according to the state of the king. And when the virgins were gathered together the second time, then Mordecai sat at the king's gate. Esther had not yet showed her kindred nor her people as Mordecai had charged her. For Esther did the commandment of Mordecai like as when she was brought up with him. Verse 21, in those days while Mordecai sat at the king's gate, two of the king's chamberlains, Bigthan and Teresh, of those which kept the door, 
were wroth or angry with the, and they sought to lay hands on the king, King Ahasuerus. Dum, 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 dum. And the thing was known to Mordecai, who told it unto Esther the queen. And Esther certified the king thereof in Mordecai's name. And when inquisition was made of the matter, it was found out. Therefore they were both hanged on a tree and it was written in the book of the Chronicles before the king. And that's the end of chapter two. Lots of drama here, lots of things going on in the book of Esther, this account of Esther being chosen above all the other women, not because of her beauty only, but because the light of God was shining upon Esther and that king was floored when he saw her face. Ladies, the greatest beauty that you can have is the beauty that shines from the inside out from the inside out. I never cease to be amazed when I see beautiful young women in the world. And then they open up their mouths and out of their mouths comes all of this garbage and gunk and pollution and vileness and profanity. And I'm thinking, my God, this is what is on the inside of this person? Who you would never have thought because the exterior is truly a facade because even as Jesus said inside is full of dead men's bones so beauty is only skin deep remember that it's what's on the inside that matters. It's a heart of gold that matters. It's compassion and love and long suffering and understanding and all the things that your friends are drawn to you because that's in you. It's a heart of a heart after God that is the thing that matters most in times like these. So when you desire a mate Make sure you're not trapped or ensnared by the outside appearance. Make sure you're looking for the character of that person and make sure you examine their heart and see what's on the inside of it. And you can't do that on your own. It takes the Holy Spirit to empower you and give you the gift of discernment so you can know if this is real or if it's just talk that, you know, that slick talk, that kind of talk that manipulates and pulls on your heartstrings, but there's no substance to it. Ladies, we've all been there. Okay, let's not go there again. That concludes chapter two. I hope you gleaned something from the word of God, from the reading thereof, and we'll talk about it more in our next session. Esther, Chapter 2, Esther, now Queen, Queen Esther. Until the next time, this is Michelle.
with Mornings with Michelle. God bless you. Stay good.